gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point. I'm your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, Wombat. That's How's me. How's it going, Wombat? I'm going pretty well. Hey, hey. <laughs> you know, life is great. Life is short, and you enjoy life until it you don't. I thought it was, uh, life sucks and then you die, because that's my motto. I mean, that one also. Uh, <laughs> but I'm actually, I'm actually in a pretty good mood this week. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm glad yeah. things have changed around for you. Hey, what's your glowing weak point? Um, let's see. Which one do I go with? Uh, I've done a lot of shopping this week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I got a new phone, so I don't have a phone that restarts itself anymore. And, and has, <laughs> good. <laughs> and I, I don't have to, uh, shove the fucking charger in there so hard that it, like, cracks my thumb and hope that it recognizes the charger is there. I'm glad that you've got a non-busted phone. Right, that, that that's good. And I bought a, bu- a bunch of new clothes. Ooh. Um, the, like, my favorite... I don't have one yet. Okay. I don't have a I don't have a favorite clothes yet. Not yet. No. We'll get there. But but I like everything that I got and I needed more stuff because mm-hmm. I'm a fat piece of shit and I was I was not fitting some of my older stuff. Yeah. Because I, I also like... I also never go clothes shopping, so I was still wearing clothes yep. from like three years ago, four years ago. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when I was thirty the, pounds lighter, hey. <laughs> the the only thing I have right now is t-shirts. Like all of my nicer shirts are all three plus years old, and I'm considerably heavier than I was back then. Yeah, I got some. I got a couple of nice button-up shirts. One of them nice. has like holes in it, though. I mean, it's like a pattern. Mm. It's, it's like a pattern, a flower pattern, but it's holes. So I have to wear an undershirt with it. So I got uh, a pack of uh, like three different colored wife beaters, and I wear those underneath the shirt now. <laughs> okay. Yep. Because it'd be too hot to wear a full fucking t-shirt underneath the shirt. Because yeah. I'm in Texas. In Texas, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely in Texas. Yeah. And right. we've got a whole bunch of stuff for the house coming in the mail. Nice. Yeah. What about you, John? What's your glowing weak point? I got my board game that I made, uh, my card game, in a box. Oh. Uh, it's, it's, it's been got made? a game box now. It's been made. So it's that's pretty dope. That and is it pretty looks beautiful. Dope. And it feels hefty and and substantial and I Do you I have like a picture that. of it? Uh I can I can send one, but I don't have it with me. I'd have to okay. run into the other room and that's that's, that's fine. A effort. Yeah. You yeah. can show me between the two episodes we're recording today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Last minute, John was like, "Oh, by the way, I I don't know if you remember, but I'm going on vacation next week." And I'm like, "No, I don't remember that." <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I did tell you about it. It was just. But it was a while ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. Um. And if you think so. I keep a calendar or anything, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're super useful, but yeah, no, I understand a lot of people don't. Um. All right. Well, let's just jump into it. Um. Okay. Oh, we have our our new segments. Uh, John, tell no. me about... No, 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 we're not doing that this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, we're, so tell, okay. me, tell me about Dead Cells. Why are uh, you playing Dead Cells again? So, Dead Cells is a roguelite that came out a while ago, and it wasn't really my cup of tea back then. I just, I don't, I didn't get it, and I still don't <laughs> get it. And this is after having completed, uh, finally... Finally completing a run because I think before like when I played like two three years ago or whatever I'd only yeah. ever beat the the first boss like once Like once oh, okay. I was not good at the game, but Clearly. I've beaten a run. I've beaten a run now Okay, and it gave me all, one like, of the, all the way beaten Yeah, like I beat the final boss of one run very nice um, and then it gave me a boss cell that makes the game harder. And uh-huh. now I don't know how to play the game again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that sounds about right. I put a lot of work into really getting used to all of the different um, pathways you can take and shit. And all the different uh-huh. enemies. And like some of them, some enemies I see and I'm just like, well, if I have to fight that dude, I just have to give up some health. I know that. I'm not going, I'm not good yeah. enough to beat them without giving up health. Yeah. Um, and then I've added the boss cell and now there's new enemies. And some of them are like invisible Ooh. and shit. And uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And now yeah. I suck at the game again. Yes, <laughs> and, and now you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> uh, and also, like every, every every like third level, you get to heal again. Uh-huh. It, like it recharges your health flasks or whatever. It used to do it after every level. Now it's like every third level, and I'm like, oh, so I also have to really pay attention to how much health I'm losing because I can't just charge it back up. And nope. It just feels like a very drastic fucking uh, difficulty spike for, for yeah. having beaten the game once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've actually beaten the game because uh, when I played it, it was a hell of a long time ago. and it's still I, early I think- access, maybe? Yeah, I think at this at that point it did have like you could beat it, um, but they updated it like three times while I was playing it, adding heaps of new content, and uh, so I don't, I have no idea where I was actually in the scheme of things. Oh, you know what? That's another thing. There are so many weapons in that game. And like legit, more than half of them suck. Oh like, yeah, they're no, just, a lot of them. They're are just bad. trap weapons. They're traps. Yeah, like yeah. D- don't pick them up. Mm-hmm. 
honestly, if you know that they're traps, don't unlock them. But the game doesn't tell you that they're traps, so you unlock them, and then you have a fucking tentacle weapon that is the slowest goddamn thing in the world. <laughs> yep. And it only does bonus damage if the enemy is already up against a wall. Yep. Which, and it's like, <laughs> uh, let me tell you, doesn't happen that often. No. It never happens. It's, it's like the, the boot. The, the Spartan boot. Oh yeah, the Spartan boot was one of the first weapons I unlocked. Trap. Total trap. Yep. It, it puts you way too close to every enemy. And it's yep. just it's just a little bit too slow to reliably hit an enemy before they hit you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's miserable. Yep. <laughs> uh I did start using shields though, and that helped. Okay. Yeah. It, it's one of those games that shields are actually useful. If you know what you're doing, because very often, like especially early on, I'd be like, okay, now I use the shield. Oh, I used it too soon and I got hit. Oh, I used mm-hmm. it too late and I got hit. It's, it's to very be. much about timing. Yeah. And it's it's tight. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about Battle Tanks, John. All right, so uh, last week I played Battle Tanks Global Assault, and this week I played Battle Tanks Global Assault. This time for the PS One. Ooh, ooh, is it better? <laughs> um, because I have this opinion that the PS One is just better than the N sixty four. Well, it's not. Um, <laughs> that's that's an incorrect opinion. But um, this this game is weird to me. Because simultaneously, it has better graphics and worse graphics. Okay. Um. So there are instead of just a splash screen with a uh, story written on it before that that actually provides you what's going on, they have like four or five movies throughout. Um. That you know there are are. They're not live action. They're animated, but it's it's a fully animated video where there's you know it's which is significantly better than the N sixty four thing. But all in game graphics are subpar compared to the N sixty four version, which is shocking. <laughs> like, like they appear to be an entire like factor of resolution worse. Um, oh really? Yeah. Uh, then, aside from that, like, uh, it, there's there's all the same items and stuff. There's some more tanks and one fewer tank. Uh, so, uh, the it adds. I think there's three new tanks to the game, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's one that's a really cheap thing that's basically a bomb on wheels. Ooh. Um, so it's, it's as cheap as the moto tank. It's got the same amount of health as it. It's also fast, uh, but you don't have a cannon. You just run up to big enemies and then you blow them up. It's a suicide bomber. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really powerful tank, but it, it only has one shot and you kill yourself doing it. Um, 
there's a oh what is it um there's a mortar tank uh which it's it's like an artillery but it doesn't shoot as far it just tosses a grenade in front of you it is potentially the worst tank in the fucking game i was about to say that sounds really dumb it like, is. If you're... It's a horrible game, especially since like you can't control how far the grenade goes. It just always goes a set distance, and that distance is like three meters in front of you. See, this is one of those instances where you really you, they need to make a two-person battle tanks game. And one person can control the mortar while the other person drives. Because it feels yeah. like this this has been simplified down in order to accommodate the fact that only one person is playing. Yeah. When it could um, be really cool and you could be like shooting artillery from across a city onto another part of the city. Yeah, but nope. Um, and I'll get to what you just said in a moment. Uh, the third uh, new type of tank is... Uh, Remember how I said, like, the Moto tank shoots, has a machine gun, and then later they give us the Rattler, which has more health, is a little bit slower, but it has a minigun, so it shoots a lot faster? It's one of my least favorite weapons in Horizon. Uh, then, the Rattler? Yeah. Uh, then we get a third tank, which is, like, it's built on an actual tank shell, or, yeah, like, tank hull. So it's it's got a lot of health. And it has a slightly better version of the minigun. It's it's slow, like like all the other tanks, but it just eats through everything. <laughs> That's cool. It it became my favorite type of tank to play in the campaign, just because it just is just like, and then just the things disintegrate. Everything in front of you disintegrates, and that's beautiful. Um. Then the the tank they took away is one that you couldn't play. Um, in the campaign, there's two times where uh, the enemy has an annihilator class um, tank, which is just one of the big tanks. Uh, except they also throw two Gatling guns on the side, and it has teleporter and shields. Um, and the Gatling guns can fire in multiple directions, so, like, even though it's slow to turn around, it's always screwing you over. Um, and, uh, they just, they call tanks Annihilator-class tanks, but they're, they're just regular Goliath tanks. They don't have any of the fun, interesting bits on them. Oh, okay. And they don't even have more health, so it was really, really disappointing when I got to those levels in the campaign, and then just insta-killed the boss, and it was like, you've won! Oh. Cool. But I thought I had to kill the other... Th I guess there isn't one. Um, but with that, uh, talking about the campaign and the size of the maps, um, the campaign is about three times longer than the N64 one. Oh. There, there are vastly more levels and different types of levels there's a lot of levels where like you're underground in these little bases and you're running around trying to destroy things real quick um oh like, that's cool like you're in a nuclear silo and you have to go take out the nukes before they launch um uh, i don't know how they got the tanks underground but that's cool yeah it, and it is pretty cool it was pretty cool the first two or three times but when there were like 12 of them that was a little much 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe use your cool ideas once or twice and people will be like, yeah, that was really fun and cool. And then you do it 12, 13, 20 times. Yeah. It becomes um, like, oh, this is the game now. Another thing is that uh, there's... There, there are no reused maps. There are maps that look the same. And in fact, the the like little radar map that you get is the exact same map as the N64 version. But the map itself is slightly different. Um, and uh, with that, every single map, there's three times as many of them. But all of them are about half the size. Mm. Like, every single one of those maps is tiny. Um, and uh, they took out a lot of the, the fun, um, like, maps that I enjoyed from the N64 version. And uh, enemy density is about half. Okay. <laughs> and, and then the last thing I want to point out is that... Um, in the N64 version, there's just a option you can turn on for infinite ammo, and it just means that you, your main cannon doesn't run out of ammo, which uh, it, running out of ammo just sucks in this game, so I always click it on because why wouldn't you? Right, and you're playing this, to have fun, not to fucking do a chore. Yeah. Uh, this game does not have that. Instead, you have to go into the cheat codes and input the infinite ammo cheat, which fine whatever except for i quickly learned that uh, infinite ammo just just doesn't just mean your main cannon it means all the guns it means all your special weapons as well including the few times you pick up like gun buddies which are the little weapon emplacements you can plant spin around shoot enemies right uh Normally, you pick up a thing, and it's like, cool, you can do two of these now, and you plant them wherever you want, and then they quickly get destroyed by something, and you move on with your life. Now you can place infinite gun buddies. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, like, oh, here's a enemy spawner. Here, let me put 30 gun buddies outside of it. Have fun every time you spawn. Um, another spawn fun thing. Camper. Uh, health packs. Uh, once you pick up a health pack... You you win because they can't kill you because you can just spam the health button and then you have infinite health. They hit with you. I I I have launched nukes and is still been fine because I'm just constantly healing through the massive amounts of damage. Speaking of nukes, uh, once you pick up a nuke. The like three times it's available to you, you just you know click 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 click. It's fun because like nuke to nuke to nuke deploy nuke deployed nuke deployed. And then halfway through the game, you get access to the edge, which when you first get it, you use it on an enemy tank or group of enemy tanks, and then they like just start spinning around and they can't do anything for a bit you disorient them um but then later in the game it becomes like they start spinning around but if you keep using it on them or if you're lucky you'll actually uh convert the tank over to your side they become an ally what 
Uh, so since you also get infinite edge, you can just run around and kill all enemy tanks. You mean convert all enemy tanks? Okay, so infinite ammo in N64 is like, yeah, this just makes things a little bit more convenient. And in PS1, it destroys the game. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's it it is it is honestly no longer fun um because there's there's no stakes you just win it's like um, reading one of the bad light novels we read where we're like yeah the main character is just completely entirely fucking invincible so like why am i bothering like nothing can yeah. ever touch this person yeah we'll get to that later though tell me about vampire survivors um, since we last talked about games, I have picked up Vampire Survivors. It's a $3, uh, game that's still in early access. Um, and I have completely beaten the game. Wow. In its current state, I have all characters unlocked. I have all power-ups unlocked. Uh, if you look at my Steam page, it'll say 126 out of 127 achievements. I actually have all 127. It's just not updating for some reason since I did it last oh. night. <laughs> uh, wow. It's a great game. Basically, you just... Okay, so each character starts with a certain weapon, and you just have that weapon by default. And then you have uh, usually five other slots that you can fill with random weapons that the game offers you. And then you have six slots underneath that you can fill up with uh, different boosting items. And at first you don't know how this works, but basically certain boosting items interact with certain weapons so that when you fully level up the weapon, you can then upgrade it to a better version. Hmm. Um, and basically, the the goal of the game is to just learn how all of this works so that you can set things up in a way that you like, and then the screen will fill with enemies and you'll just be destroying all of them. It's like nice. Dynasty Warriors, but you have to click fewer times. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've played many games like this, and they're all fun. They're, I mean, they're, they're relatively mindless but they're fun <laughs> yeah like like your first few runs in vampire survivors you'll die pretty quickly but then you'll unlock a new shit and mm -hmm. you'll you'll be able to do more and it just gets super easy and then it's very satisfying when you're when you've unlocked a lot of the stuff uh and and you know how the different things interact because you'll have like you'll have like pools of damaging blue holy water that follow you um Ooh. you'll have you'll one character starts with a pair of guns and if you buy a little cake thing or if you take a little cake upgrade that gives you a revival then when you upgrade both of those weapons to full they'll turn into a single pair of guns that shoot lasers. Nice. Rotating lasers. And then nice. that also unlocks a new weapon, a, a weapon slot for you because they became a single weapon as opposed to the two they were before. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, there's one other weapon that works like that. There's a bird that circles clockwise around you and shoots lasers. And then there's a bird that circles counterclockwise. And if you get both of those and level them up to full, then you get a single bird that shoots just all around you. Um, and then it's the only upgraded weapon that can also be leveled up. Nice. <laughs> yes, it is. It is fantastic. Uh, and you, you can get like thun or lightning that strikes enemies, and when you when you evolve it to its its better form, then lightning strikes twice every time. And, <laughs> and if you get like the if you get the thing that uh, boosts cool uh, cooldown, it will just be always striking, just all the time. Wow! Just literally nice. never stop. <laughs> fantastic yeah okay uh, that sounds like fun S- yeah so we'll, we won't hear about it again considering y- you've beaten it yeah uh, i mean there's more it's at z- version 0.9 so i'm sure i can talk about more later but uh, i did okay. want to mention that there's a lot of secret characters too that aren't even listed in the achievements like uh so there's a there's a set of three ghost characters I'll talk about. One is called okay. X Dash, and basically you open if you open the game and type in a certain code, then this character unlocks just immediately. Okay. Then once you've unlocked that character, you can go into a stage where one of the uh, the Death Reaper enemies spawn, like mid stage mm-hmm. that can't normally be killed. But they can be killed by certain weapons, and if you kill them, then a little ghost appears down at the bottom and says "Panini." And if you sm- if you uh. smash if you smash down and enter at the at the same time, right when he appears, he's only on screen for like half a second. Then you unlock that character, um, and then once you have both of those characters unlocked, then you can. C- I don't know how they expected anybody to find this. I I just I just wanted to unlock everything, and so I looked this up. Yeah. So once you've unlocked both of those characters, you can go to the main menu and enter the word spam, and that starts a thirty-second timer. Now, go uh, open the thing and choose a character on the choose character screen. Enter spam on the stage selection screen. Enter spam. If you've unlocked the arcanas, enter spam. And when you enter when you enter the actual stage, enter humbug. And now you've unlocked a character. And did I forget to mention that these three ghosts are the ones that use respectively the clockwise bird, the counterclockwise bird, and the evolved form of the birds? Wow. <laughs> That's impossible to do. Like that's that's impossible to have figured out. Right. I don't know who figured this out, but they're there. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tell me why you're still playing Arc Hero. Uh, uh, it's uh, genuinely fun. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I just yeah. I couldn't I couldn't deal with all the fucking pop-ups all the time asking me to spend money. Uh I mean there's not that many pop- 
pop-ups asking you to spend money. Okay, what, um, I, what I mean is all the shit on the main screen that has, like, little fucking exclamation points and shit every time you log in and is like, hey, do you want to spend five bucks? Yeah, well, I mean, so I'm looking at my main screen right now, and there's only one thing on it asking me to spend money. Um, okay. And it's the treasure chest thing that uh, I'm never going to buy. Right. Uh, fucking forget that. But, <laughs> like, uh, all, all the rest of it, I mean, I'm I'm level 46. Uh, Damn. M- my character is level 46. Um, I've got gems slotted in things. I've got a spell book that gives me an ultimate power. Um, I'm... Let's see what chapter I'm on. You've put a lot of time into this. I have. Uh, Chapter 8 is the current chapter I'm on for for the normal. Um, But yeah, like, I, I... This is one of the first things I start every day. Like, I I wake up, and I roll over, and I pull this out, and I play a couple levels, and then I get on with my day, and then two or three times throughout the rest of the day, I'll pick this up again and play more. (laughs) Like, I genuinely enjoy this game, Um, and I play it probably too much. Uh Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I really, really like uh, this. It's it's too much. It's a problem. It's a problem? <laughs> it's a problem. But I, I still have not spent any money on it. I mean, maybe I maybe I'll, I'll put it back on my phone and I'll, I'll try and see why you're still playing it. Because I did enjoy <laughs> it when we were playing it. I just... I didn't think it was worth sticking around for, but... I mean, one of the nice things about it is that you you don't have to play it every day. There's, like, if you miss a day, big whoop. Right. Um, and it doesn't take a lot of time. It, it, it really is a pretty quick thing to just pull out and play, and then you're like, all right, I'm done with this. Like, I think if you beat a run, it's like, that's maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's there's also like uh I honestly more often play some of the uh, I don't re- remember what they're called, the little missions on like the far right um that like they just give you extra money or you know they they're real quick and they're they're things like, right. you know, fight against enemies that are all range melee. Yeah, we're all ranged. The the ranged one sucks. Right. Um, <laughs> that was the only one I tried, and I was like, oh, this is bad, and I stopped yeah. doing them altogether. I, I like the up-close dangers one, the melee one, um, because it gives you, like, 30,000 gold, and you only have to get to floor 20. So it's okay. not it's not that harsh of a thing to do. Because you're not really going that that far, and certainly at the level I am, it's it's a breeze. Because I <laughs> I went back because I I learned that uh, quick raid is a thing. Um, uh-huh. Three times three times a day you can do a quick raid, 
um, which is where if you've beaten a level three times, like a chapter eight or whatever, if you've beaten it three times, then you get the option to do a quick raid. And it, it just immediately pretend makes you go through it. And it gives you all the XP you would have, or, you know, it, there's a range of XP. There's a range of, of money you get from it. And, like, all the equipment and all the the blueprints and stuff. You, you get all of it. And so I went back and I, I played a bunch of the early levels just to unlock the quick raid version of it. And I, I'm at a point where I was not taking damage. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have I have my defense high enough that I just I walk through each floor not even fight because again when you're walking you can't fire uh, my allies are just taking care of everything and I just walk to the exit and stand there and maybe shoot one arrow and then walk through the door um, <laughs> I the, the bosses I was three shotting bosses godlike buddies yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I spend way too much time on it. It's, it's a lot of fun to me. All right. Okay. Speaking of mobile games, uh, <sighs> mentioned that we were going to play hashtag me. Uh, so the reason why we played hashtag me is because, uh, John said to March in March, late March. We, okay. I got a notification on my phone because we were we were doing we had just started the the mobile game thing back then. Um, I got a notification on my phone by looking through Play Store, and it was like sign up now for hashtag me, and I was like, what the hell is hashtag me? And um, <laughs> so I I I looked at it, and it was like you know it's not out yet but it'll be out soon Yet. yeah and uh, it's by clover games which, which i feel like sounds familiar but i couldn't place th- they've done lord of heroes never um, heard of it i'm sure it's just something i've heard in passing like yeah. i doubt i've played anything by them yeah but I saw um, Clover Games and I was like, "Huh, that sounds familiar." Yeah. So South Korean game company, and uh, they, I was like, "Well, sure, let's let's give it a, a chance." And and I learned that like I, I to me it, it sounded like oh it's available so let's let's do this next week and so I said let's do this next week and then oh. I clicked it to download and it was like. It's not available yet. You've signed up for it. And I went, This is oh, the one you okay. said we were going to do later. Yeah. I remember and, it now. Yeah. And then it wasn't until like early July, halfway through July, that it finally was like, It's here. And I downloaded it and I played halfway through the intro and then got bored and had to go do other stuff and uh, lost all my progress for that. Um,. <laughs> But uh, at that point, I was like, well, we have to do this. We've been waiting for this. We need to, to play it. So You have been further, waiting for this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let us make that clear. I forgot it existed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Fair enough. So, without further ado, hashtag me. Um, or as I'd like to say, uh, I I need I need you to pound me because like this is a terrible idea for a game. Um, it's you need me to pound you. Yeah, I need you to pound me. Uh, th- this is like what if Genshin Impact was all about uh, social media, except bad. Um, like I it, only it plays it, it. It plays like the mobile version. Of, well, I haven't played Genshin. I've played Honkai, which I'm assuming is the exact same game, except for um, sci-fi. I don't know. I I like Genshin Impact, but I legit had to stop playing it because I was spending money on that. Way too much money was I spending on Genshin Impact. (laughs) So... So It has basically the exact same control scheme as Honkai Impact. Um, And... uh, Except it's all... Everything about the game is themed around social media. And once you get far enough in the game, you can actually, like, connect with your social media and, like, be featured in the game, and it's your in-world avatar, and... (sighs) So, let's see. The first thing that I noticed when I opened the game up was three checkboxes where it was like, okay, you, you agree to our terms and services, like, yeah... A second one that I found innocuous, like, whatever. And then a third one that was required to check (laughs) that allowed transfer of your personal data to third countries or international organizations. Yep. (laughs) First of all, what is a third country? It did not say third party country, although I would still have the same question, but it would make a little bit more sense. But it did say third countries yep and is is that third world countries or is that <laughs> like what what do you mean what, what what do you mean by third countries um what do you mean by international organizations because that's vegas shit uh and why do you need to transfer my personal data to them i don't like yeah. that <laughs> yeah Fortunately, you don't really give any access to the game. Like, so you you can at a certain point you have to take a selfie, and then it's like, would you like to save this selfie? Um, and you can and actually I said save no. selfies. Yeah, I also said no. But you can say yes, and it'll save the selfie to your actual phone, and you could be like, hey, look, this is my character. And I said you are not allowed access to my media. No, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Likewise, because that is the intelligent thing to do. Um, but so, like, but it doesn't really ask for anything that's bad outside of potentially that. So uh, they didn't get anything from us, but it is weird that they asked for it. I just feel like um, it's sending my phone data off to like North Korea or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't think that the South Koreans much love the North Koreans like that, but uh, yeah, I I, I don't know it, for money. Who who knows? <laughs> uh, also, like if the North Koreans get it, big whoop. Like, what are they gonna do? Build a machine that'll break? Uh, 
they're not exactly known for their get em. competency <laughs> in anything. Um, so yeah, um, as you pointed out today, uh, character creation is awful. You, you Your character is either... going to look like the default character. Yes, you, you can choose to be either a boy or a girl, and there are like three hairstyles, and like everything can choose between the same ten colors, and uh, you, there's th- for each three thing, outfits. Only three options. Yeah, there's, there's three, there's three shoes. Yeah, you get a slider for how tall you want to be. It barely um, changed anything. Which, it barely changed anything, and it only lengthened the legs. Yeah. Which <laughs> made it really goofy when I was like, hey, I'll be really tall. I just look like I have giant legs. Like, I'm a stork. <laughs> I'm a stork human. I look like a clamp character now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what's, what's going on here? Um, and combat was... Eh. She had legs um, the, for days. <laughs> the graphics looked like a higher res version of first generation Ruby. Um, yeah. Um, it, it looked better than Ruby. Mm, Ruby looks like shit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I was saying. That's what this, I said. Higher, higher res. It's it's higher res. But every animation was a Ruby level of animation. Like, hair movements, the the weird, like, picking up the phone and stuff. Every, every... Oh, pose, yeah, okay. The animation... If by animation yeah. you mean, yeah. Like, the basic yeah. shit. Because the, yes. they only had one good animator in Ruby. And he only yeah. did the fight scenes. Yeah. So everything else looked like shit. And then, like, suddenly Monty would be like, Okay, I got this cool fight scene in a forest. Let me do that. And then the show is good for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Rip Monty. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's hashtag me. Uh, don't get it. It's not worth uh, your time. We, we didn't even touch on the combat, which is literally just slam your finger on the phone and yeah. take no damage while enemies stand there to get hit. Yeah, it's, it's basically tap and swipe. That's it's it. lower stakes Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. It's it's bad. Don't uh, don't play this. Oh, and also there's a floating fey character that I was immediately annoyed by because every time I see a small floating character, I am irritated. <laughs> hey. Listen. <laughs> uh I did you like all the puns? Can I be honest? I skipped all the dialogue to save time. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> the little floating uh, character with a camera is named Cam. Cam. I caught that. Uh, other other um, characters that you come to meet later are things like Vidya and uh, Sylphie. The goddess was named Freya, which I thought was uh, pretty bargain basement bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, good job. Is... You found you found one of the most common. Like, here's the thing: 
fantasy fucking video games and shit love to draw on Norse mythology just all the time. Call your world ending thing Ragnarok. Uh, <laughs> that bullshit. And like, call the call the tree of life Yggdrasil. We don't need to try. Just do it. You know. And yeah. When when I see Freya, I'm just like, oh my god, we're doing this again. We're doing this again. It's again, <laughs> again. Genuinely, don't don't download this. This is not worth your time. No. Game facts. <laughs> the facts about the games. Uh, this week was weird for me come figuring out games. And uh, let me tell you why. I have a list of ideas for you've broken uh, i see the name of the game we're working on and you've broken the trend for this this season we no longer have have a trend i have i intended to but due to reasons i did not um so i have i have a list of ideas and there there's a bunch of um of things on here that I just like as I'm looking up other games or as I'm just exploring the internet, some, you know, some idiot on Reddit will be like, Hey, you know, here's this fun fact about this game. And so I'll shove it in here so that I can say something, which we did like two weeks ago. I think, uh, we, we did a, uh, game facts that was based off of some idiot saying one thing on Reddit. And then that exploded into three different episodes. Um, so I've got a list. It's, it's gotten significantly smaller. Um, because I haven't added anything to it in some time. And so I was like, well, I'll pull out a couple of these and and see which ones work. So I pulled out one and was like, oh, perfect. This is a uh, an adventure game and that's mostly what we've been doing. Uh so like that it, it fits, that's fine. Oh gosh, there's so much here I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, we can do that next week and and We'll talk about that later. Well, uh, so two I had, weeks I found from now, an, right? No, next week. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there were a lot of facts. I wrote 42 of them for it. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm not counting little ABCs here. Like, that's that's actually because there aren't any ABCs. I decided to do away with that. Um, right. After the travesty that was our Mario facts. Oh gosh, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I loved that. Um, I was that, reading. I was just reading titles of games for thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, then I I pulled up another one. I was like, "What about this one?" Um, no, there, for for reasons that we'll get to at the end of the season, we'll we'll we have to do it then. So I was like, "Well, fuck!" I, I keep not being able to nail anything down. What do I need? So, I found this one on my list. The Magic of Scheherazade. So, can I tell you something? Yeah. Real quick, now that you named it. Yeah. A while ago, we were talking about a game made by Data East, and I mentioned that I thought I had a game at one point with the Data East thing on it, but I couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah? This is the game I was thinking of, and it is not in any way by Data East. No, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, maybe I put it on there because you mentioned it then. Because no, because I never remembered the name of it. 
I you never did. The name of it. Then how well, the fuck? Because I have this on my list, and normally I put things on my list because I they either like they've got a uh, minority uh, demographic in them in some way, like they're the first woman in video games or the first woman developer or something like that. Right. Um, or I do them because they're like this is the first time that we had an adventure game or this is the first time we created action adventure games or stuff like that or um, Yoshi Okia created all of video games yeah yeah stuff like that or, <laughs> or it's something like um uh there's this one stupid thing in this game that i know exists so the entire rest of it is just lead up to us talking about that one stupid fact which was a pac-man was like Everyone knows what Pac-Man is. There's no real good facts about Pac-Man, except for the but fact that... But then Toro Iwatani was a misogynistic monster. Yeah, so I, I knew that one fact about Toro Iwatani, and the rest of the game facts came in around it. Reminder, there, there reminder again, that Toro Iwatani thinks that women only be shopping and eating. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh... And so, like, one of the things on here is, the, on my list is because I have one point I want to make, and this game will get me there. And another one on my list is because there's this other group that I can tie into it, and I can make an extra long joke with it. I cannot figure out for the life of me why the magic of Scheherazade was on my list. <laughs> Like, the developers didn't do anything else. There's no particular, like, there there are no developers mentioned for it. I mean, like, we have the studio, we know who directed it and made the, um, the music, but they didn't do anything else with their lives. Um, they made it, this game and then went back to, like, office bullshit or whatever yeah, and yeah, forgot like, all about it. But not even, like, they just immediately, like, left the industry. Like, they came in, they made this wonderful game, and left. It, like, they just went on and kept making garbage games. Um, I, they, this game didn't really... Like, there's one thing you could say that this game maybe did first, but, like, even then, it's kind of a stretch. And uh, it's... I don't know. But Legit, like, I bought game. this game. I bought this game back in the day because it, it popped up as, like... Oh, this is like a classic NES game, and then I got it, and I never bothered playing it. I think I like, turned it on. I th I think I did turn it on once, and then I was confused with the starting menu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a cult classic NES game, and it does have one interesting thing that it did before everyone else, and um, and I'd love to play it, but. I don't know how it made my list. I don't know where when I put it on there. I it's I'm baffled. So, without further ado, The Magic of Scheherazade is an ad action adventure RPG developed and published by Culture Brain for the NES. In The Magic of Scheherazade, <coughs> you play as the unnamed amnesiac <coughs> descendant of the ancient magician Isfa traveling in his footsteps to once again the malevolent kill to once again kill the male the malevolent demon Gora Gora and the wizard Sabaron don't add it in now 
<laughs> who released him and stole your girlfriend, the Arabian princess Shahrazad. Mm. I thought you were about to say something. No, don't have anything to say. Okay. N- nothing about Gora Gora or Sabaron? No, uh, Sabaron just makes me think of metal music. Um, and uh, Gora Gora sounds like one of those... Um, those Japanese... Uh, onomatopoeia words. Oh, okay. Starting the game, you were given the choice between three classes. Fighter, good with weapons but bad with magic rods. Basically good against mobs but not bosses. Magician, which is the inverse of that since swords are practically useless against bosses. And Saint, which is bad with both but is the only class that can use holy items like the mirror shield and magic boots, which are the only things that can protect you from projectiles or deadly terrain. This class system is unbalanced. Ah, <laughs> uh, it sort of is. It sort of is, as you'll see. Uh, while that may seem like a non-choice, especially considering you cannot beat the game without using the magic boots at certain points, <laughs> you can pay to change your class at mosques in towns. What? Yep, you can change the- your class, making it balanced. Then why... Why bother having classes? Just uh, make because they can. But <laughs> just just make it just make a good character. Uh no, it, it means that you have to go back and f- it, it's okay. So it's like the um It's padding time. It's it's bicycles in Pokémon. Y- you can only go up certain things with one bike and you can only do go across certain terrain with another bike. Right. So, so you you have, and you can only carry one bike. So you have to go back and forth getting. But see, everybody hated that in Generation Three of Pokemon, and so in in later games they just made it so it was like a toggle on the bike, so that you wouldn't have to go and get a new bike. But and then eventually they just got rid of bikes altogether, and they gave us skates. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say, why did they make it a toggle if you could just change it on the go? Why not just make it one bike that can do both no that's what i mean like it's a it's a bike like the and, the, and then you change gears and like, like when you change gears oh now you can like do the balancing bullshit and if you change back to the other gear then now you can go up the the mountain okay Whatever. yeah it, it's it was better than having to go back and get the other bike from the one place in the game that gives you a bike you know, and then, like I said, Generation 5, they just got rid of bikes. Or no, 6, they got rid of bikes. They said, here's some skates. Okay. Yeah. Uh, throughout the game, you mostly travel on a Zelda-like overworld, fighting monsters as they appear with your sword and rod, or even casting spells that affect all enemies on screen. However, when you change screens, there's a chance to run into a random encounter where you fight a group of enemies Dragon Quest style alongside up to two of your 11 potential party members. Isn't that insanity? That's too... First of all, that's too many characters considering you can only have three on screen. Um, Uh, They they matter. They matter? 
Yeah. Uh, so you've played, uh, oof. Man, I can't. What's the golden game? It's not Golden Axe. Golden uh, Sun. Golden Sun. Okay, you've played Golden Sun. Yes. You know you know about the gin? Yeah. You know how you can combine different types of, of different numbers of gin and that right. has changes? Yeah. Okay, read the next uh, fact. <laughs> Furthermore, in those battles, you sometimes need to create formations that you can learn in universities and towns so you can counter an enemy's formation which can be so devastating they wipe your party with instant death magic (laughs) yes so you create formations by combining certain party members together with you and different combinations create different formations that uh, give you access to your own spells and shields and stuff uh, so you don't die from instant death magic. So this is kind of similar to what like Chrono Trigger would do later, where like depending on the characters you have in the party with you, you can do like different combo skills and shit. Mm-hmm. No, except, it's exactly like that, except it calls it formations. And also, <laughs> you have to do this to avoid instant death magic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah chrono trigger at least made it so that if you wanted to play with certain characters you could this sounds like if you don't have this character in your party you will die to this enemy i mean you have to have all these characters in your well i think there's two that are skippable Well, no but i mean out on the field yeah yeah um yeah but also, that, Chrono Trigger is a SNES game, so, right? Like, and they, a classic with a whole lot RPG and a whole lot. No, I'm talking about like this is an NES game. They, they yeah. didn't have access to all the power. They didn't have access to all of that. This they're they're working in the Dark Ages. Chrono Trigger ran because uh, the magic of Shahrazad could walk uh, or crawl. <laughs> yeah. Out of the instant death magic range, I guess. Yeah. But like, tr- have, have you played any games like this that are like real-time action-adventure and then and then you're fighting in a Dragon Quest uh, like turn-based battle? No. Because that's insane. <laughs> it's, it's bonkers. And they're, they're completely separate. Also, the review I was saying basically just said that there's no reason to ever actually fight in those. You Wait, holy shit! always want to run. Go. What? Oh, I just realized what the fuck I read earlier. <laughs> it, it was so... It just fucking washed off my back. Hold on. You travel over a Zelda-like overworld, fighting monsters as they appear... Or casting spells that affect all the enemies. But then, when yeah. you change screens, there's a chance to run into a random encounter where you, yeah. I guess, you turn-based fight? Yes, that is what the fact that you read says. That I Holy read. shit! Yeah, yes! Thank you for finally paying attention! Oh, God! It's bonkers! That's insane! No, yes. like, I read it, I read it, and I guess it just didn't make any sense to me, so I'm like, okay, whatever. 
Yeah, you're, you're then playing you were... Zelda, and then all of a sudden you're playing Dragon Quest, and then you're playing Zelda again. Like no, no. It's like if you're playing Pokemon, but you can also just like pull out a sword and fucking kill the Pokemon in the grass. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's bizarre. Whilst traveling through each of the five levels of the game, you are forced to travel to and from future versions of the same level, similar to the eventual light and dark zones in The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Additionally, solar eclipses occur that give you great luck in gambling, but make dungeons and caves extremely dark. Why would that matter in a cave? It's a solar eclipse. Uh, With traps and obstacles becoming completely hidden. See, you just fall through holes in the floor. Great. Um, this that is makes the one zero thing, sense why solar eclipses would affect the lighting in a cave. Yeah. Uh, it's this is already the one thing dark. I could say is is unique about this game is that it did the light world and dark world before a link to the past did, and it it is exactly that. It's the same level except a few things have changed. Um. So I know one level, uh, you go and you, uh, like, there's a town you can walk around and stuff, and then you go to the future, and the town exists, but it's underwater, and there's, like, mermaids live there now. Um, so, like, it's all the same area, but things have drastically changed, because you're far in the future. So. Okay. It's just pretty cool. But also, like, I, I don't that's not a reason why i would put it on my list (laughs) (laughs) lastly in this extraordinarily deep game each world i can't tell if that's sarcasm or not no it's it's absolutely not okay each world has a wise man who can teach you a great spell which is only usable once some revive all party members and fully restore them that one never gets used others change the entire climate of that world and one makes a money tree that maxes both your funds and your consumable items. That one gets used immediately. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, it just instantly breaks the game, though. Like, congrats, you have maximum funding. And all the consumables in the game, you now have maximum of. But see, like, the some revi- the, the one that revives all the party members and fully restores them, that's like a fucking max elixir in Pokemon. And you, you get the max elixir in Pokemon and you say, I'll hold on to this for later. And then you beat the Elite Four and don't use it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Released exactly. in 19 Yeah. Released in 1987, it didn't really do anything at first or, or do anything first aside from maybe the dark light zones since both Dragon Quest and The Legend of Zelda had come out the year before. But it had incredible depth and is praised for its visuals, gameplay, difficulty balance, and music. And that I'm, was just the facts. If I can get my hands on it again, I'll definitely play it. Yeah, you should. Uh, my my suggestion from the review I read uh, is that anytime you go into the turn-based fighting, uh, just run. Just run. There's yeah, no there's, point. There's there you you either get not enough money for the amount of time that you spent in it, or you just 
uh, give yourself the potential to take way too much damage. And you might as well just not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, so we've talked about the crappy mobile game. Uh, it's time to talk about the crappy light novel. What a great week, man. <laughs> I'm so excited. This week week is a week not to miss. Yeah, this this is a cannot miss week. You that's going to be title it that. that. I was about to say that's going to be the title for this episode. <laughs> this is a, this Don't is a, miss do this episode. Miss <laughs> it's vital. <laughs> Everyone's so excited to be here. We love talking about instead of becoming the hero, I've reincarnated as a billionaire volume 2. Yep. Which is somehow both worse and more boring than the first book. Yep. <laughs> so, I'll just jump into it. We can talk about it afterwards or not. <laughs> the book starts with dumb bullshit about a child labor hire named Kayla attempting to steal the company from Keiji. Lumi catches her and then Keiji says she could stay. She's a child of the former head of the second biggest company in the country. The maid staff likes her. Like her. Lumi gets jealous because nobody likes her. Empress Shiro comes over for a sleepover. We learn Kayla is an illegitimate child because Lumi is fucked up. They deliver Kayla to her sister Sheila, who has big breastuses, but not as big as Lumi's because nothing matters but your chest. KG <laughs> and Sheila hit it off and go on a series of dates. This whole book is a waste of time. Genuinely, it's not nearly as bad as the first one, but I hate it more because it's fucking boring. Lumi gets jealous uh -huh. and wears a high school uniform. KG reacts in annoyance and she runs off. Literally, between the beginning of that chapter and or the beginning of that paragraph and the end of that paragraph, I just skipped, like, most of the book. Uh-huh. Yeah. And none that's, of it that's, mattered. That's, that's genuinely, like, a, a fully half the book that just got skipped. That. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I didn't skip anything yeah. of relevance. Correct. <laughs> you are completely, you are completely following the entire story at this point. Yeah. Lumi learns that Sheila is her direct superior in the Illuminati. Sheila takes over Lumi's job because Lumi is actually an incompetent idiot who can only throw her boobs at Keiji. You're meant to feel bad for Lumi, I think, but like, Sheila is right about everything. Keiji and Sheila go on more dates. Kayla recognizes that her sister is acting weird and doesn't trust her. Lumi uses that to interfere with her boss's work because she's jealous and in a light novel. So she's never actually heard of jealousy before. Yeah. <laughs> they find that, KG. That, that was that was actually frustrating to me. <laughs> the like you you have an opportunity to show the character like learning or growing in any way, very very simply, and. Oh, I'm David. jealous. Oh, I like KG. That's why I'm yes. jealous. Yeah. And then you just don't. Right. You have all. her be so fucking stupid that she doesn't realize that the feelings she has are called jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they find KG and Sheila in the forest about to kiss, and Kayla intervenes. 
They all head back to the mansion, and Lumi almost tells Keiji about Sheila, but Sheila intervenes and drags Lumi off. She beats her near death and fires her from the Illuminati, because duh, you interfered with our secret society's plans, and you're either a traitor or a goddamn jester. She sends Lumi packing with a letter supposedly pointing to her missing mom. Um, oh, and I forgot to write it in the recap here because you can actually miss this whole thing. But, like, they go on another date in the garden, KG and Sheila. And then uh, Sheila grabs his dick and they oh, almost yeah. have sex. And Very close. Very close to having sex. And then KG's like, uh, let me think about this for a minute. We can't yeah, do this in K- public. KG's K- too much of a virgin to actually go through it. <laughs> uh, it's a, I, don't, I don't understand this book. <laughs> uh, Lumi sets up a plan with Kayla to expose Sheila to KG. It works, basically. KG comes up with a plan to avoid Sheila's machinations to steal general magic, while also stealing standard crystal from her which would in fact make him an illegal monopoly within the text of the book it makes him an illegal monopoly Mm -hmm. Uh, it involves inventing the stonk market i hate life and wish for a sweet end (laughs) it all works but along the way sheila reveals her true colors and summons a witch to try and murder keiji and empress zero Lumi intervenes and the day is saved. Also, Deus Ex Witch! Yes, correct. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's actually Witch Ex Machina, but... (laughs) um, So, we should actually, uh, I guess, say how uh, they beat her with the stock market. Uh, the so stock market. The stock, no, it is called the stock market in there. I know. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, uh, they they invent the stock market. They each release a fuckload of shares. Uh, but before that, KG gives fifty one percent of the shares to Sheila, and Sheila gives uh forty nine percent of the shares to KG. And then the stock market opens, the shares become valid, and Sheila turns into, you know, shows her real colors. And then Empress Shiro shows up, and she's bought all the other shares, but that only is 20%. Um, because so, Sheila reveals that actually she only let 20% go on, on sale in order to, to undermine any plots that Keiji might have. Mm-hmm. Uh, which doesn't matter because KG gives Shiro the stocks that he has, so she now has 69% of the stocks. Nice. Uh, and then um, she votes <laughs> KG as the CEO of both General Magic and Standard Crystal. Which shouldn't work except for the fact that uh, when KG transferred the stocks to Sheila, he used fine print to make it so that he's not transferring it to Sheila, but to the CEO of Standard Crystal, meaning that now that KG is the CEO, he's in charge of General Magic. It was all very stupid. It's all tons of loopholes. I hated this. I hated it, everything about this. It does actually put them on the level of the worst villains in our real world. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, um, the, er, 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 KG and Shiro are j- completely unlikable at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in uh, any way. Also, he does all this so that he can somehow take over standard crystal which is not something he needs to do at all and again no. as as pointed out many times in the book 
is actually illegal. Um, <laughs> and he's and only able to do it because of dumb loopholes, because he invented a thing that didn't exist before. Yes, and and he does this so that he can get away from Sheila, but he could also just at any point be like, ah, so in order to make sure this fully works, I need to go back to uh, the main city so that I can talk to my, you know, minions and tell them everything, and then just stay. The problem is he's gotten it into his head that he needs to expand the company in some way, despite because the he's fact an that idiot. Despite the fact that he's a fucking, uh, like, it's already the biggest company in the entire goddamn world. Um, yeah. And should already be considered an illegal monopoly. Um, yeah. But because that one bitch from the last book said, hey, you suck at your job for not trying to expand it, even though it's, like, literally illegal to expand it. Uh, he he said, oh, I should really listen to what that dead, dumb bitch said. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> I don't get it! <laughs> I just don't get it. Um, yeah, he, he could have left immediately after finding that letter explaining oh, yeah. that she was the Illuminati person. Yeah, uh, well, I mean... I. Th- I think I remember them mentioning some slight fear of, like, maybe she would just hunt him down and kill him, which is valid, because... But also, if he marries her and she gets the company, he would die anyway, so, like, maybe just go back to where you have the best bodyguards in the entire universe. Well, that's that's what I was saying, like, make up something and then leave. Like, come up with an idea and then, then finagle your way out of it. Um. All right, you go ahead and yeah, we can talk more after I finish this last paragraph. Yeah, uh, which is again, oh, I hated this because it it doesn't matter at all. Nothing, nothing matters about it in the slightest. Uh, then there's <laughs> then there's an epilogue involving the hero and the demon lord from last book who were disgusting fuck fiends and they catch the hero's companion who escaped last time. Potentially acting as a spy, and the hero kills her, cementing his status as a friend of the demons, who are a politically and economically oppressed class. And it's totally not fucked up to portray them as villains knowing that. Yep. Yep. And that is sarcasm, because it is completely fucked up to (laughs) display oppressed classes as murderous villains. That's one thing I really liked about uh, I'm Quitting Heroing from last season's uh, of anime, because it, it does display the demons as a politically and culturally and economically oppressed class. John, as as bad as the rest of the book was, nothing tops the scene where the hero and the demon lord eat steak and then like will half-chew oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then kiss each other and feed to them half tuned steak. Yeah, no, they they snowball their entire dinners to each other, like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Like like this scene is written kind of from the perspective of an attendant, and at first it's just like water that they're sharing, and she's like, oh, that's kind of hot. Um, and then they start sharing the steak, and she's like, oh, that's repulsive. I'm going to fucking throw up. 
Correct. It is repulsive and correct. You should throw up. But uh, uh, just because, hey, uh, fucking Onisan Bomber, if that is your real name, <laughs> just because you have a character in your book comment on how disgusting it is doesn't mean you get away with fucking writing something as disgusting as that shit. Yeah, no. It <laughs> it's, 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 it's awful. And again, the hero and the demon lord do not matter at all to this book. No, and zero amount. They didn't matter at all to the last book either. There is no reason for them to be in these books. Right. At all. Like, it was two chapters of the last book, and it didn't yeah. matter to anything. And it's one chapter here at the, thrown in at the end. Uh, they even... What is it? Uh, let me look at the table of contents here. It's uh, an update regarding the hero and the demon lord. Right, That's it's what not, it's called in the book. It's not called epilogue. It's not called uh, like chapter nineteen. It's an update. Yeah, it, and the update is just they fuck a lot. Yes, and also that hero we knew was a real rat bastard. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking rat bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such. A so it's not really book. it's not really an update. We already knew they were fucking a bunch. And that he was a rat bastard. So even calling Uh, it an update is a lie. (laughs) So uh, there's only two things I want to talk about before I want to move on from this and never talk about it again. Um, I will remind everyone now that this was John's (laughs) suggestion. Yeah. Okay. So it's bad. What about all the bad ones you've chosen, (laughs) Mr. Shovel Hero? Yeah. Um space mercenary i mean the first book of space mercenary wasn't the worst no it wasn't the worst then the other two were the other two were yeah (laughs) um so one is very early in chapter 14 uh where uh lumi says i don't know about other succubi but i'm not into ntr um, uh, another another time when Earth terms are used by characters who are not from Earth. Yes, and I'm pretty sure KG doesn't say anything about NTR ever, and she picks it up from him. Right. Uh, also, people don't talk about NTR. Like that 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 you could use Netarare because it's a word. NTR isn't a word <laughs> right it's an abbreviation for a term that exists yeah um so and also uh, you could, i think you in say, english it's like just cucking cucked. yeah right you could say i don't like being cucked um which would make sense to be a term in their world because that's just like a word and we're using english to read this so yeah but when you go NTR, that is an abbreviation of a Japanese word. Yeah. It's, I hated that. The other thing is, um, it talks about the stock market. Uh-huh. It refe- repeatedly refers to the stock market. Right. And then, on page 221 of my book, it says, uh, uh, Lumi says, uh, she looked at me quizzically. What are you trying to do here? Kayla said it's called the stonks market or something like that. <laughs> and Oni Sandbomber, I hate you. 
Also, Kayla is not like a little baby child. Kayla is 11. Yes. So yeah. her mishearing some shit like that. that do, have you ever met a child? 11-year-olds can speak. Uh, 11-year-olds <laughs> do speak a lot. Right. And pretty clearly. I mean, usually yeah. better than adults, honestly, because adults forget a lot of the words that we force 11-year-olds to learn. And you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm certain there are many 11-year-olds out there that, you know, you can't fully understand. They've got speech impediments, whatever. Kayla was basically grown to be a CEO. Like, she is, she's a tube baby, basically. Yes. She, <laughs> she's already gone and graduated from university a couple times. Like... <laughs> She she has degrees. She has been to university. She understands how to speak and converse at this point. She right. probably can speak better than Lumi does. <laughs> There's no way that Kayla misspoke something like this. <laughs> no, it it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so. And, and that's not the only time he displays his complete lack of knowledge of how children work. Because I did talk to you about one point where yes. uh, I don't even remember the context of this, but he's speculating about what her childhood was like and then said that like five years ago when she was six, uh, she would have still needed, most kids would still need help going to the restroom. And no. I remember being six, and uh, I could go to the restroom by myself at six. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you're even, like, wetting the bed or anything post-five. No, it, it's generally like there, considered, like, you have, you might have, like, some kind of mental health issue if you're still wetting the bed at six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like it, it, that's a sign of, like, trauma or abuse of some kind. Yeah, you are definitely very potty trained at that point. Um, so that's not how six-year-olds work. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, oh, and at one point he's going through a, a bunch of like what his expectations of what Isekai would have been like. And I've got a list here of the the what the descriptions are parallel to um i don't remember that section you you were posting those and i was like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> i don't have it open right now i would tell you where it's at but ba basically he he lists stuff that refers to sword art online what I assume to be parallel world pharmacy, because it's literally just talking about opening uh, an isekai pharmacy. Um, Shield Hero, because he mentions... Okay, so Sword Art Online, he, he mentions, like, they'll they'll go to another world and become beta testers. Uh, I Shield don't remember this at all. <laughs> open, open it up. Open it up. Let me, let me see where it is. Okay. Uh, shit. So, let's see. That night, we stayed at a roadside tavern. This is when we're inside the tavern on the way to go see Sheila. Um, Lumi, and Ka Lumi, Kayla, and I sat in the dining hall with a feast on the table before us. 
bread, potatoes, stew, and a roast chicken. Okay, so Kayla is about to not like eating the stew because she's a fucking spoiled little brat. That's right. And it says, All the protagonists of the Isekai light novels I read received cheat skills, defeated the demon lord. These two I just uh, I just shuffled under um, all Isekai. Uh, opened their own pharmacy, parallel world pharmacy, became beta testers, Sword Art Online, upgraded their shield until it wasn't even a shield anymore, shield hero, possibly Bofuri, but, I mean, she still has a shield, so. Okay. <sighs> Traveled together with a sexy wise wolf, which I said was probably Spice and Wolf, and I criticized that for not being Isekai. Um, there it is. And, uh, it could... It could be Inuyasha, which is technically an isekai with a sexy wise wolf. But yeah. that's but that was back that's... when isekai was mostly about women going back in time and shit. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm going to say that's not what he's referring to. Um, or lived a loner life in a dungeon until they were more powerful than the classmates they were summoned with, which is just the plot summary of Ari Ferretta. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember reading this at all. But no. Like, no, I, 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 man, my eyes must have glazed over what I got to hear. <laughs> there were a couple of times where I was mentioning shit to you in the book, and you were like, "What are you talking about? Are you reading the right book?" <laughs> I, I, I genuinely like because you mentioned this, and I don't. I didn't read this. <laughs> I didn't read this. Um, <laughs> this paragraph, this paragraph disappeared from your fucking memory. <laughs> yeah, and then another place they mentioned the Davos meetings, which are the it's where the World, World Economic, Economic Forum. Forum meets. Yeah, and he mentions it like once, and uh, you're you're like you you picked up the Davos thing, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't. And <laughs> And that's because, like, like uh, the the only podcast I listen to pretty much at this point is about Alex Jones, and he screams about the Dav Davos meetings all the time. It's his big conspiracy theory. And it's weird yeah. to me to call it Davos, like, to refer to the place where the World Economic Forum meets instead of saying the World Economic Forum, because that's how conspiracy theorists refer to the Davos meetings. Yeah. And it, he will he will say shit like Amazon Prime or Uber Eats in the fucking book to refer to things specifically. So it's not like he's avoiding like actual name drops of of things that exist. Yeah. So it was weird to me <laughs> that he brought up Davos and not the World Economic Forum. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, uh, it makes me think like he's probably a fucking conspiracy theorist. Onisan bomber. I mean, I, I think we can all agree that he's unhinged. Yes, <laughs> he's insane. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's not hard. He's he's an hin unhinged. <laughs> that, the end. He um, he published these books to to Amazon. Yeah. I mean, it's... I think they're actually published by a thing. They have mm -hmm. physical versions. 
Yeah, like, I know. I, I have one. <laughs> I threw my copy of the first book away, and I read this one on Kindle. Yeah. Uh, it's bad. It is. Um, was there anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, no, like I don't. How I don't Lumi want to constantly, Lumi constantly alludes to the idea that KG might be a pedophile. It, it is pretty constant, yeah. Fortunately, I don't remember any instances where KG acts like a pedophile. No, he's pretty so, insistent on like Kayla does nothing for me with my dick. Yeah, and and it's not like the uh, he dost protesteth much. Like, it's uh, she's insisting like about it, and he's like, did. "Can you shut the fuck up?" <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, the last books that we read, um, the what's the shitty ones that we read last season? The Space Mercenary. Space Mercenary. He was definitely protesting too much. Right. Like, like in the third he, book, when when he had an actual like child, child. Yes, he was a pedophile. We knew he was a pedophile from the first book, but he was like a pedo-pedophile right. by the third book. And, in the first and, book, he was a pedophile, except in Japan, except for pretty much every province of Japan would make him a pedophile. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but in, by the third in, book, it was even in Japan, even under just the basic law of Japan, he's yes. a pedophile. Yes. Pretty much everywhere <laughs> in the world, he was just a pedophile, according to the third book uh and and he was like no i'm not a pedophile but he absolutely was this time it was like no i'm not a pedophile it's it's loomy like (laughs) are you into kayla are you into i'm jealous of kayla and all the attention she gets from you because she's a cute little child um are you Mm -hmm. is it because you want to put your dick in her and KG's like, shut the fuck up! What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, can you can you fucking go to hell? Like, what the hell? Like, uh, not just no, all the no. Like, there's 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 nothing that isn't no, no. And I think less of you for implying this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was like the only good thing. Uh, let's move on. I don't want to talk about this ever again. Yep. Uh, next week, next month, we're going to be starting on Infinite Dendrogram. So, uh, just to give y'all something to look forward to, I've read those books and they're good. <laughs> uh, all right. Um. Well, I guess. What are you looking forward to for next week, Wombat? Uh, shit. That's not something to look forward to. No. Um. We're going to get my mattress pretty soon, so I'll finally be able to sleep on my own bed again. And I have sheets coming in the mail tomorrow, so it'll even have sheets on it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Is there furniture in your room yet? Uh, The bed frame is built, the headboard is built, and a nightstand is built. Okay. Uh, I have a TV stand coming in the next week or so. and. I have a wall mount for my TV, and my CD tower does not have a place in my new bedroom, so I don't know what I'm doing hmm. with that. And my so desk maybe, is going in the closet, so we have to cut out an outlet for the desk to yeah. be in the closet. So maybe my next recording will have everything in line. But next that means two is weeks from now. next episode, because... <laughs> What I'm looking forward to for next week is being on vacation. 
Yeah. Beach. I heard. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Relaxing. Which beach? Uh, I will tell you in between episodes. Uh, just Gulf or Atlantic? Gulf. Uh, I, pre- I prefer the Gulf. I prefer the Atlantic, but if you prefer the Gulf, uh, good on you. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I much prefer the Gulf to the Pacific as well, because that's fucking cold. Yeah, I mean, the, the water the water is colder. I prefer the Atlantic because uh, at least Florida has better laws regarding building shit on the Atlantic coast than on mm. the Gulf coast. So if you go to, like, a beach in Florida, the Atlantic is always better. Hmm. Yeah. I've never had problems with the Gulf beaches in Florida, but I also go to a less popular area. Yeah, if so. you go to some place like Panama City or, oh, or no, no, Tampa no, no, or something, no, 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 like, no, they no. have resorts built, like, on the yeah. fucking water. No, 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 no. Forget that. Forget Daytona. Stay, stay out of there. Yeah. Don't 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 go to resorts anyways. Like my favorite been, beach I've ever been to is the St. Augustine Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Find find some place where it's like there's just houses. Yeah. No, no resorts. Uh just it's it's way better. It's yeah. way way better. And usually cheaper too. I mean, I, I know um, Panama City because I lived there, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um so Obviously, we're not going to record an episode next week, but we are going to have one come out. We're going to be doing a series facts immediately following this. So, so I have to have this blanket over my head for another hour. Yay! <laughs> it's so hot in this thing. I know. And I'll be oh, honest, man. I was estimating that this episode was going to end after like an hour, and it didn't. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Uh, hey, um... Share this with someone who um, likes a thousand and one nights. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, it's it's a really good book uh, series of stories. It's I, I read like it. it. Yeah, and also like it's way more interesting when you consider that Shahrazad is actually like a participant in the story and not just like some damsel in distress. Right, she, she 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 becomes an actual human that uh, you know not that many books do. So yeah, she's it's pretty clever. She, oh, very clever. Yeah, in, in, incredibly intelligent person. Um, we'll see you next time. Well, actually, what are we talking about next? Like, no, I guess uh, oh, yeah, anime. We can figure that out later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anime. That's the usual rotation: games, anime, news, games, anime, news. Yeah, I guess. Um, we, we shake it up sometimes when there's like, oh, anime was boring or, oh, there's no news, but yeah, I feel like we don't do anime as like, I feel like we hit like anime early on in the season. Yeah. And at the end of the season and maybe like once in the middle, but there's a lot of time in the middle that's like, it's still going. I I mean, I don't want to talk about it because there's, there's nothing really to say, so... Except for some shows that are just fucking wild. Yeah. So I think I, I think you're right. We'll talk about anime next time, and then we'll just take a break for a bit from yeah. anime, because... Because yeah. also keep in mind, and next time is two weeks from now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I'll have to be doing catch up because uh, I'll be on <laughs> vacation. vacation. <laughs> Heyo, beach. No anime on the beach. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.